more local content. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. It's Saturday, October 12, 2019. Welcome. It's good to be back with you. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, a local attorney here in Myrtle Beach with Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and it is uh, good to be back with you this week. I was away last week, and we'll talk a little more about that. Uh, but uh, welcome to the show. It's good to have you guys with us, tuned in on this uh, lovely Saturday morning here along the Grand Strand at Saturday Morning Coffee. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee or other beverage. I was with some people who actually drunk, drink tea for breakfast this yeah. week, Glenn. No, no. Yeah. But join us uh, for, as we talk about the news, current events, what's happening in your world, all the things that we think you need to know here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, more freedom, and of course, great coffee in no particular order. (laughs) We do our best here at Saturday Morning Coffee not only to entertain, but to enlighten you and help make you a better citizen of the republic, which we all need to be. Again, I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney with the firm of Davis & Boyd, part-time radio host. Is it fair to say part-time genius, Glenn? Do I, can I, can I qualify? I, I'm going to go part-time genius. Part-time. Is great. It's, yeah. a small, it's a small percentage of my workday, very yeah. small. Yeah. But I'm your host. I'm joined here in the studio by our producer extraordinaire, Glenn Allen. Glenn, welcome. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Reese, and welcome home. Oh, man, it, is, it was a great, great week, but it is good to be home. We also invite our callers to join in the discussion by dialing with their fingers, texting, tweeting, Emailing your comments, you can reach us here at the call-in line at 843-903-2945. That's 945-TALK, of course. So dial us at 843-903-2945 or reach us on the text line at 843-798-8255. Again, you can text your comments to 843-798-8255. You can tweet me, if you are a Twitterer, at at Reese Boyd, R-E-E-S-E-B-O-Y-D. You can also email your comments, your show uh, comments, your questions, uh, other other helpful information that you want to share. I've gotten some good story tips on the email uh, thus far. Reese Boyd, S-M-C, that's R-E-E-S-E-B-O-Y-D, Saturday Morning Coffee, S-M-C, at gmail.com. Email us with those comments. And you can also, we've had a couple of folks call my office uh, during the off hour. Some of you apparently aren't real talkative at Saturday morning uh, between the hours of 7 and 8 a.m. So I've had a couple of you call me at my office. You can also reach me there at 843-839-9800 if you prefer to dial in during uh, more ordinary business hours, more <laughs> rational hours. Not everybody's awake. Get like, up. Get up. <laughs> like Boy, my dad that, used to say. Get that you got, coffee going. You got plenty of time to sleep when you're yeah, dead. Yeah, plenty of time to sleep. <laughs> Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, as I said, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, because that means more freedom for you and me and all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save. It starts with us right here in our local neighborhoods on the local level. So let's get to it. We invite you to, invite you to pour yourself that cup of coffee and sit down with us as we, uh, as we talk about what's going on. I was away last week. I tell you, Glenn, I did not get a chance. I want to thank, uh, start by thanking 
uh, Liz Calloway and Javi Javier again yeah. for uh, pinch hitting for us. Our our original intent was to do a taped broadcast last week, and as Glenn knows, uh, my schedule got crazy. Uh, toward the end, trying to be ready to be out of the office. So I had to punt. I appreciate uh, Glenn working with me to get Liz in the studio. And Liz and Javi, I, I hear, did a great job. What y'all talk about? Um, we talked about all kinds of things and, of course, coffee. Oh, and, yes, uh, yeah, coffee. Yeah, I've got some good coffee talk yeah, for did. our listeners today. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I'm thinking where you went. You might have yeah. experienced some new coffees. Did you learn anything when Liz and Javi were on I the always show? do. You know what? She's so professional. And, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, you know, just being the little old Glenn Dye here on this side of the glass, mm-hmm. uh, being able to work with such professionals as yourself and uh, yeah. her and Axelrod, and uh, you know, it's 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 great. Yeah. I, I am learning something every day. When they did the show the first time, they talked. One of the things they talked about was gratitude journaling. Uh-huh. And I've, I right. thought about that this week. Have you, have you been have you been doing your gratitude journaling? You know, I haven't gotten the book yet, but boy, <laughs> I think a whole lot more about gratitude than I do, and it has made me feel like a better person. I mean, I, yeah, a lot of love in my heart, buddy. A lot of love. Yeah. You got we, We've got a lot to be thankful for. I will talk about that uh, uh, as the show progresses today but one of the things i do when i travel of course i was not only out of town i was out of the country last week um as a matter of fact we got in at about 11 p.m last night i, f- I finally made it into the bed at about 12 30 and of course the phone uh the phone the alarm clock uh or I, well technically yeah the phone was going off at 4 30 this morning aye, aye, aye. so uh, the call i'm a i'm a walking testimony to the fact that coffee <laughs> works this morning because folks i am running on caffeine uh, they say america runs on duncan this morning i used uh, to do that spot all the time yeah <laughs> saturday morning coffee yeah. is running on duncan we are running on caffeine uh, <laughs> but it was uh, it was a great trip. But one of the things I learned when Liz was on the show last, or I guess uh, the the time before when we were away, uh, they were talking about gratitude journaling. And I do some. I like to journal when I travel, and so I kept notes on the trip when I was uh, out. Uh, and I was one of the things that I was reminded of in in my travels this week was just how much we have to be thankful for. I don't know if Liz shared while uh, I was away, but we were actually on a mission trip uh, with my church, uh, First Baptist Merle's Inlet. Uh, we were on a mission trip to El Salvador and went down to uh, share the gospel, went down to help with a program that uh, talks to kids in schools about not getting into drugs and not doing um, other things that would be harmful or self-destructive. Uh, working with some churches, one church in particular, uh, Vida Nueva in the uh, San Salvador uh, metropolitan area that's uh, planted a church, and that church is now planting other satellite churches within El Salvador and other areas. And so we just had a wonderful time, but one of the things that it reminded uh, me of was the absolute overwhelming uh, blessing that we enjoy in this country, the material level. I tell you, Glenn, when you take off from San Salvador, and and as we did, flew our connecting flight flew us into Fort Lauderdale. Um, when you take off from San Salvador, and then fly just a couple of hours and fly into the U.S. over Fort Lauderdale, and you come in and literally, you leave San Salvador. And there, there's so many wonderful things which I, I wish we had all day to talk about the wonderful things that I learned, and we'll get to some of that. But when you take off from San Salvador and you see the widespread poverty that they have in San Salvador. And then you come into the U.S. and you land, and, and the, the last quarter mile uh, when you fly into Fort Lauderdale Airport, all you see are yacht basins, yeah. 
full of, you know, multi-million dollar yachts, multi-million dollar homes, beautiful homes. Every home has a swimming pool. Some homes have their own private tennis courts. And it is just striking, um, the contrast. And I feel like so often we get, we lose that. We lose that. We're so accustomed to seeing that going, it becomes normal. And we need to remind ourselves from time to time. And one beautiful way you can remind yourself that the blessings that we enjoy in this country is not universally uh, uh, received by everybody. And it's not the normal for, for many, the, the vast majority of the globe. It's not the norm um, is to travel, get out and go to Central America, go to El Salvador, go to Guatemala. Um, we went to help. We went to spread the gospel. We went to do a lot of things that are trying to improve um, uh, the lives for folks in Central America. But go away from the U.S. and see how other parts of the world live. And it's striking. And, it, and hopefully it did for me. I want to take my kids. My children did not go on this trip, but I would love to take my children because I want them to appreciate uh, the fact that what we have in this country is not the norm. And it's certainly not universal. And there are many, many areas of the globe where the level of material blessing that we that we take for granted in this country is uh, ma- ma- magnitude a whole order of magnitude beyond anything that they've ever seen or experienced or, or expect to get. So, but we'll talk yeah. more about that. Just a great trip, great week, a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. Um, so we'll share all that with you. We hope you guys will stick around for the discussion. And uh, we'll be back uh, with more Saturday morning coffee after a few words from our sponsors. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Text us on the First Choice Heating and Air text line, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Do you have a real estate question that needs answering? I'm Kevin Gunn, Director of Sales for Real Living Home Realty Group. You can catch me every Monday at 915 with Liz Calloway for local real estate market updates, selling and buying tips and techniques, how to make your home stand out in a competitive market, and much more. So if you have a real estate need or question, tune in every Monday or give me a call at 843-232-0000 or find me at reallivingmb.com. Again, that's reallivingmb.com. Hi, this is Charlie Stewart from State Farm Insurance. Call us anytime for insurance needs with your homeowners, your autos, your life insurance. Our phone number is 843-249-7066. Charlie Stewart will show you how something as simple as combining your car and home policies could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Because being there to help keep more of your money is when Charlie Stewart is here. Like a good neighbor, Charlie Stewart State Farm is there. Here's Tony Zach with Mr. Sparky. It's always generator season, and planning now is a must. The hurricane season's upon us all the way through November, and of course, we've got a lot to do to prepare to put in a a whole house generator. Before they name a storm is the best time to do that. We keep generators in stock on the shelf. We keep a great supply of them, so we're ready to go, but it is a matter of just going through the bureaucracy and the paperwork of getting one installed. We've still got to go to the county or the municipalities that we're dealing with there's a concrete pad typically that's got to get poured we've got to locate it as well as we've got to make sure that we're abiding by the new floodplain that's been laid out estimates are free and you can find out a lot of information just by having us come out and take a look and see and then that way you're one step closer to pulling the trigger for when it does happen and we'll be happy to help 
Get in touch with Mr. Sparky online, MrSparkyMyrtleBeachSC.com. Follow the snowman. Here's Robbie from Swift Services Heating and Cooling, talking about what many consumers don't realize. Ductwork is one of the biggest problems that we find uh, poorly installed ductwork from a prior HVAC company. It could be the wrong size. It could be too large. The system for the home that's there currently there now is the wrong size system for the home. When we go into a home, a lot of the homes are 10 to 12 years old. And in those homes, they were mass built. And when a builder goes in and mass produces homes, subcontractors will come into a home install the ductwork, install the system, use what they have on the truck, and not use the proper ductwork. Hi, I'm Joe Massetti from Swift Services Heating and Cooling. Find us online at followthesnowmansc.com. Call us anytime at 843-999-0860. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour Saturday morning coffee. A little Hugh Masekela to help wake you up. We talked about the fact that Hugh Masekela passed away, I believe, last year. We talked about that? No, I... Um, I didn't realize that until so a few sorry. weeks ago. So sorry to hear that. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy. This is one of my favorite pieces that he did. But, uh, yeah, he was a um, South American, jazz, South American, South African jazz musician. Uh, passed away, as I recall, um, yeah, sometime last year, I forget the exact date, but he was one of the ones, one of the great ones that we lost last year. So. Uh, Liz and Javier were jamming to your music yeah. bumpers last week, buddy. Yeah. They I like them. I like them. I love a little Hugh Masekela in the morning. Uh, we're back. Welcome. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Glenn, what are you drinking this morning? What's the coffee of choice? <laughs> it's, an, it's an odd combination, but it's a French roast with an Italian sweet cream. Oh, you, you're big on the Italian sweet cream. Oh, uh-huh, yes, I am. Glenn, i got to tell you, one of the highlights of the trip, and there were several, there were many, but one of the highlights of the trip uh, in El Salvador was the coffee. It was unbelievable. Just unbelievable. And I, I um, of course, I had my fair share and then some. And uh, if it made it way, if it made its way back through customs, I might even have some I can share with you, Glenn. I don't even uh, haven't even had a chance to open my bags yet. All I know is they were inspected. They had the little tag on them. Yeah, uh, yeah. that said uh, these bags have been you know uh, pilfered through basically. <laughs> so I don't know what's in there. We'll see. But I I had every intention of bringing back some fine El Salvadoran coffee. Uh, for uh, my friends, and uh, and certainly you're a friend, Glenn. I wanted to say that it was the best coffee I've had in forever. And I thought, why can't we make coffee like this in local? You know, I mean, and there is some great coffee. We we oftentimes talk about great coffee that is available here locally. But oh my goodness, the coffee was so smooth. Mm-hmm. It was it was bold. It was robust. It had a wonderful body, wonderful flavor. But it, it, it did not upset my stomach at all. It would just I could drink it, you know, three or four cups and not even really have any uh, bad effects. And it was just and of course, I drank it. Uh, when, let's just say this. When I left uh, that when we checked out of the hotel, I went into the coffee shop and the guy looked me right in the eye <laughs> and he said, uh, 
uh, Mr. Boyd, we are going to miss you very much. I bet, yeah. <laughs> are, Sales are going down. We are going to miss you, amigo. <laughs> we are going to miss you very much. Uh, so it was a lot of fun, but the coffee is so good. I, I, uh, I hope I have a few bags in my luggage. We'll see. But uh, excellent coffee. Uh, and of course, coffee is one of the main uh, um, uh, exports of El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had, as you know, Glenn, uh, some, I've got a client that sends me some coffee from Costa Rica. Yep. And I uh, love Costa Rican coffee. But uh, there was just some wonderful coffee that we had on this trip and just uh, enjoyed it very much. And the funny thing was, when I uh, landed, we actually landed, as I mentioned before the break, landed in Fort Lauderdale. And I went to the coffee shop as i often do and ordered myself coffee while we waited and i thought ah, what is this sh- oh this swill <laughs> so it was just uh, a stark uh, reminder that i was back in the states and yes the coffee is unfortunately not as good as a general rule but anyway it was got it was fun that i was also struck by many things uh, we were talking before the break at how we have so much to be thankful for and uh, and and the material blessings among many other things here in this country i was the, but the, the joy that the people have uh, in El Salvador was striking. The hospitality of the people was amazing. Um, and again, we're talking about a people, by and large, who don't have a great deal of material blessing, don't have uh, fancy homes to invite you into. But the hospitality that they have for outsiders and, and gringos included was just uh, phenomenal, amazing, heartwarming. Um, and, and there were lots of little things that I learned. But I would say this. Um, you know, if you've never been on a mission trip, I would highly encourage you to do it. If you are, if you are a member of a church um, and your church does mission work, it will, it will really take you to the next level. If you have just been going to church and, 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 and professing your faith and, and participating in your faith in that manner, when you go on a mission trip and you share, and you share that faith with other folks in other countries or even, you know, in, in other parts of the state or other parts of the county. It's a, it's a, it takes your faith to the next uh, level and it helps get us out of our comfort zone and, and sort of helps us put into action, um, you know, helps us put our faith in action. And, um, and so it, is, uh, it does more for the doer, I think, uh, at least as much as for the doer as it does uh, for the recipient. And you, you find through that process that you are greatly uh, blessed. Certainly that was my experience this week. Everybody should do it once. I'd love for everybody who listens to the show uh, to get involved in something good, make a difference somewhere for somebody. We all have the power to do that. If you want to get involved in this trip, uh, you'll have to come get involved in in, uh, First Baptist Morals Inlet. Of course, uh, open invitation. Anybody who's hearing these these words, uh, consider yourself invited to come join us at First Baptist Morals Inlet for for our fellowship and get involved in, in our church. And, and from there, you can get involved in our mission efforts. We go down to Central America several times a year, and uh, it's just a great experience. And again, it's, it's as much a blessing for the people who go as for the people that we visit. Sometimes I think the blessing is even greater uh, for us who go than for those that we see. Uh, they bless us in ways that they don't even appreciate. But it is just a phenomenal experience. I can't even express it. It just, it just, uh, it will change your worldview. Uh, it will strengthen your faith, um, and it will, um, it will make you uh, a better, um, uh, hopefully, a better believer and a better, a better professor of your faith, um, better Christian. And I will say this: I, there's a lot to talk about. So much to talk about. So much that we learned. Um, uh, some of it practical. Some of it, uh, you know, a little more. Um, uh, esoteric, but one of the things I learned on this trip, uh, Glenn, you know, El Salvador has an interesting history. 
Uh, I remember as a child hearing about, not really hearing about so much, but reading about as a child the Civil War that went uh, through. Uh, of course, there were many countries that were affected by civil war and rebellion through the late 80s, 90s in okay. Central America, uh, Guatemala, Nicaragua, uh, El Salvador. And there were um, multiple factions that were fighting, I think, in El Salvador from probably the mid-80s through about the early 90s. I think the peace was signed in El Salvador in uh, 1992, and they sort of just all agreed to walk away from the table. The people that came to power were mostly, as I, under, as I understand it, the, the civil war in El Salvador was the essentially largely conservative government in San Salvador that was backed mainly by the military, uh, that was supported by uh, the Uncle Sam and, and the administrations in power at that time. Uh, the rebels, or the, the the however you want to describe them, the the other side of the of the conflict was largely under the banner of the I think it's called the FMLN, which was a sort of a coalition of leftist organizations. As a result of the ninety early ninety peace accords, uh, many of those people who uh, were part of the FMLN came to power. Uh, the the or, the resulting government series of governments wound up being extremely corrupt, and and frankly, there's still a a large amount of a great deal of corrupt corruption in El Salvador and other countries in Central America, but it's getting better. And uh, but one of the things that the the uh, most recent president of El Salvador has now been um, exiled, now living in Nicaragua under the uh, you know under the Ortega under the protection of the Ortega regime. And one of the pastors that I talked to, he said, uh, Reese, he said, when socialists uh, come to power, they always come to power in the name of the people, in the name of the poor, but ultimately. They come to power for material uh, control, to, 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 for financial gain. Mm-hmm. And he said those people that were out on the mountains uh, running around in the 80s had nothing but the T-shirts on their backs. Wow. And now they're all multimillionaires. And as I said, the former president of uh, the, the pre- president before the current president is now uh, exiled. He's living in Nicaragua. But the end result of it all is that politics uh, most El Salvadorans have little faith in politics, and and it reminds us that ultimately, politics is not the answer. Politics is important, but politics is not the answer. Frankly, what the world needs is the gospel, yeah. and uh, and I learned that when I was a candidate for office. I've known that, but I've known for many years that ultimately politics is not the answer. But still, politics is important. Right. Politics is important because we can do a lot of harm if we choose leaders unwisely. We can create many problems for ourselves. And I thought about, you know, what about what about all the socialists who have come to power in this country? And I use that term loosely, frankly, but I still use it carefully. Um, uh, What about the people who have come to power in this country who have themselves been enriched? That made me think about the Clintons. (laughs) That made me think about the Obamas, frankly. That made me think about you know the Feinsteins. Uh, that made me think about several families, and we'll. I've got a tweet around here uh, somewhere I saw, and I want to apologize to our uh, listening audience because uh, the the um, the uh, preparations that I normally do uh, didn't get to do all of them this week. So, but uh, Nancy Pelosi, years in office. Uh, I'm. I'm st- stumbling through my uh, show prep here because I didn't get a chance to organize it but Nancy Pelosi years in office 32 net worth 238 million wow. Diane Feinstein years in office 27 net worth 94 million 
Joe Biden, years in office, 44, net worth 15 million. What do they have in common? This is Charlie Kirk, by the way, on Twitter. Decades of public service and millions to show for it. But stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. As pet owners, we know our pets are part of the family, right? They have our heart. Hi, I'm Earl McDaniel from the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. Taking care of your pets means we take care of your family. From wellness exams to emergencies, from puppies and kittens to dogs and cats, the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach is a place filled with care, love, and understanding. That's our promise to you. I'm Earl McDaniel, the Animal Hospital of North Myrtle Beach. And now, a message from... Hey, Abuelos fans, we just made it easier to satisfy your Tex-Mex cravings with new online ordering. So next time you're daydreaming about our steak fajitas, and we know you do because your coworkers told us you do, just log on to Abuelos.com, click on your location, put in your order, then come on down. It'll be waiting for you. New online ordering now available at Abuelos. It's the 15th annual Little River Chamber Shrimp Fest, October 12th and 13th on the historic Little River Waterfront. There's great shrimp and a variety of all of your favorite festival foods. Live entertainment includes Nathan and the Zydeco Cha-Chas, Max Parker and the Deacons, and a whole lot more. Live entertainment both Saturday and Sunday all day. There's vendors of all kinds, activities for the kids, and it all proves South Carolina is just right. Arrive in style on the Sea Screamer Water Taxi from Harborgate Marina. Satellite parking and tourist shuttles are also available. It's the 15th annual Little River Chamber Shrimp Fest, both Saturday and Sunday from 9 till 5 both days, and it's paid for in part by Horry County Accommodations Taxes. Sponsors include Santee Cooper, Green Power, Pepsi, Better Brands, SCPRT, the Little River Chamber, and the Horry County Government. Here's Tony Zach with Mr. Sparky. It's always generator season, and planning now is a must. Generators are. They're a part of our life now. We've had some issues in the winter here. I know our winters typically are mild, but we had a big ice storm about four or five years ago. Right after that, we had another hurricane, another hurricane a year ago, and then this past one that we just had a close brush by. We don't want to be down and out without power, so they've become real important to a lot of people, businesses as well who can afford to be down and out without power and lose business. A new home generator for a whole house has its own safety features built in that are going to protect your equipment as well as the generator itself. And our company's ready to go. We've got the most Briggs & Stratton certified technicians on hand. We keep parts for Briggs & Stratton as well as Generac, and we'll be happy to help. Get in touch with Mr. Sparky online, MrSparkyMyrtleBeachSC.com. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Can keep my hands to myself. Think I just a mop, put a mac up on the shelf. 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It's 7.34 here on the Grand Strand, Saturday, October 12, 2019. You're uh, listening to another exciting episode of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I'm, I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney with the firm of Davis & Boyd, LLC. Hope you guys will call us if you can. Uh, if you uh, have any legal issues, we handle most everything. Except we don't go to family court, we don't go to criminal court. But other than that, uh, personal injury, business disputes, we can uh, help uh, take care of that. Your trust estate planning needs, um, just about anything you need, let us know. Um, glad to be back with you all this week. And we were talking before the break about uh, socialists coming to power and uh, enriching themselves in the process. That was one of the lessons that I learned this week in El Salvador while on the mission trip that we've been discussing um, and talking about some of the folks that have enriched themselves in um, in the process of their public service. And did you, by the way, Glenn, did you hear the Trump, uh, the, the President Trump riffing on Hunter Biden yes. last, last night at the rally? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You know, and that's a classic example of you know, maybe the checks aren't going to, to Joe Biden, but, you know, his son knows nothing, <laughs> nothing about energy, nothing about oil and gas, nothing, yeah. nothing relevant, has no relevant experience. Uh, and I didn't even realize until Trump shared it last night that he, he got kicked out of the Navy, apparently. Oh, I didn't. And, and wasn't it 50000 a month? 83000 Oh, 83000 is the number that I read. Okay. And I've read that in, in <laughs> several month. locations. Yeah. And it's a, a no-show job, apparently. No real. Yeah. Uh, I think he was. It's one of those uh, situations where you serve on the board. You get yeah. the check. Telecommute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh, my goodness, what an, what an absurd abuse of power. He didn't get, and I've heard Donald Jr. make this point in an interview, he didn't get that position. It wasn't. It's like some of the things that people want to uh, criticize Trump for. They've been doing for years. He's been mm -hmm. involved in, in international business transactions for decades, and and his family members, by virtue of of his businesses, have also been in, been so involved. Hunter Biden uh, got these opportunities, got involved in these gigs, uh, not because of a lifetime in international business, but because his father was the vice president of the United States. Right. And he's getting a check for $83,000 a month. You know, 83000 would change my weekend plans. I, um, I think it would give you some, you think that would be a little walking around money you could enjoy? Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I'd have some folding money in my pocket all yeah. the time. But 83000 a month, I mean, that is just, uh, that's like. Staggering. It's, it's, and, and I think he also got a, a, a lump sum payment that was well into six figures, not just. You oh, know, for like a signing bonus? Yeah, like a signing bonus. Oh, wow. So 83000 was just the stipend. They must have wanted him really yeah. bad. And it's, it's so. It, what a talent and yet they they criticize uh they criticize trump for so many things we'll we'll try to update that as the show progresses but just to uh to wrap up we were talking about you know the the conversation that i had with the pastor in el salvador he said you know reese the the leftists the socialists came to power they always come to power running on behalf of the poor and running on mm -hmm. behalf of the little guy and yet their regimes the regimes that follow uh, leave the poor worse off than they've ever been. And you see that in El Salvador, in El Salvador today. Uh, you see that elsewhere across Central America. You see that everywhere. And you see, and then I, it struck me, as I said just before the break, how, how many leftists in this country have enriched themselves as a result of their public service. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Kirk uh, tweeted this week about Nancy Pelosi, $238 million. Dianne Feinstein, $94 million. Uh, Joe Biden, net worth, $15 million. These are... Uh, assets that have been assembled after decades of public service 
And uh, and uh, as uh, Charlie uh, Kirk observes, they get rich, America gets screwed. I'll, I'll, Charlie Kirk had some great tweets this week. We'll get to a few more of them. Uh, I wanted to share a couple of other things that I learned on the trip to uh, to El Salvador briefly with our listeners. We uh, I did not realize it before planning to go on the trip, but the dollar, the U.S. dollar, is the official currency of El Salvador. Um, there is no currency exchange. You go down to El Salvador, and the interesting thing to me, people may find this interesting, I'm sort of interested in, in uh, currency and, and monetary policy. I studied economics in college. And it's interesting to me how the currency of one country becomes the official currency of another country. But, for instance, walk into a coffee shop in El Salvador in, in San Salvador and, and give them a $10 bill. You're likely to get, and you know, say the, your change is $4 and something, you're liable to get a handful of dollar coins. You know, the Sacagawea oh, yeah. coin. And I was the, wondering where all those went. Well, apparently many of them, many I can assure you, t- a, a great many of them are in El Salvador. But you walk into a U.S. convenience store, right. and they generally won't have those coins. They right. don't keep those coins. Right. They never seem to catch on nope. in the U.S., despite many efforts by the Mint to create them, mint them. There was once upon a time, I think we had the Susan B. Anthony dollar. Mm-hmm. That one went out. Uh, and then they had the Sacagawea coin. That then I, And I don't know if they're still minting currently, but they have tons of of dollar coins in El Salvador. You walk into a shop in El Salvador and they'll you they, you liable to walk out with 10, 15 dollar coins in your pocket. So I guess when some of the casinos fold, they ship all their coins to El Salvador. Well, that was my question. You know, it was <laughs> it's funny to me that a US coin that doesn't catch on in the states and and doesn't isn't wide isn't in widespread circulation in the states where it is the official currency is widely circulated in a Central American country, you know, many hundreds of miles away from U.S. territory. And they use the dollar coin in the way that the Mint wanted us to use the dollar coin. But we never we never accepted it. They did. And I was also curious uh, when, you know, when a country adopts the dollar, this is a more kind of a esoteric thought, but when a country adopts the dollar, surely they have to have some exchange program. The previous currency for the El Salvador was the Cologne. Uh, many Central American countries that I know I've been to Costa Rica, they have the cologne. Uh, there had to be, they had to have some dollar reserves oh, because yeah, they had yeah. to buy that currency, right. you know. And so, how did a country like El Salvador amass the dollar reserves to buy whatever current, you know, El Salvadoran currency was in circulation at that time? How did they do that, or was there simply enough uh, Salvadoran currency, or excuse me, uh, U.S. currency in circulation that they didn't? I mean, they can't issue it, obviously. They can't print right, it. Right. You know, the traditional government method for, for issuing currency is to print it. They don't have that option. You know, so I was huh. thinking, how did they get the reserves, the dollar reserves, in, in hard U.S. currency to buy out whatever their existing currency was at the time? Right. I don't know, so I, I'm, it's just a question. And if we've got an economics uh, professor in the audience who's listening who knows exactly what happened in El Salvador. I think yeah, the cur- yeah, I think the currency conversion happened in the late 90s, sometime in the 90s or, the, or perhaps the early 2000s. But that was uh, a, a note that I made for myself for further study. The other thing that I noticed in uh, El Salvador, Glenn, was uh, gangs. Interesting, uh, like uh, so many areas of uh, the world, like gangs are a significant problem in El Salvador. 
And one of the things, another accomplishment of the Trump administration, that uh, they have taken on the gangs, uh, they have taken on MS-13, up until the Trump administration, and you won't read this in the mainstream no, media. This, no. is not, this has not been widely reported. I looked for a story about this, this, and I didn't find really anything current. And, but apparently MS-13 was essentially in control of large areas of El Salvador uh, before... Trump and the DOJ went on an offensive against MS-13. Many of the leaders of MS-13 on the West Coast that were on the West Coast operating out of California are now in jail. Um, they've been put in uh, areas of confinement where they're not allowed to communicate. Uh, likewise, they've given uh, the El Salvadoran government technologies for blocking cell phone communications and other tools that they did not have, which they have used against MS-13 agents in their country. And the power and influence of MS-13 has greatly been reduced, essentially mitigated now, uh, that thanks to the efforts of the Trump administration and the DOJ uh, since Trump came, came, to the, uh, came into office. And the El Salvadorans are extremely appreciative of that because literally before, before Trump came to power, there were large areas of El Salvador particularly in the countryside, that were essentially under, once you got outside the capital, that were essentially under the control of MS-13. Right. Mm. And so huge, uh, huge difference that we've made down there. And I didn't know a thing about it. And you didn't know about it. A lot of us didn't know about it because it's not written about. So it was a, uh, a real uh, lesson in the power of, uh, you know, uh, gangs. And, and it's not just in this country, but in some countries it's, it's even, uh, even worse. Um, but uh, just a great trip, learned a lot, uh, established a lot of great relationships, and again, hope uh, everybody listening to these words will consider doing that at some point. If you want to know more about that, feel free to follow up via email. be happy to talk to you about it. Just a wonderful experience and uh, an opportunity to uh, share the gospel in, a, in an area of the world that desperately uh, needs it. And a lot to catch up on. Again, I want to apologize to our listeners. Uh, Glenn, I normally do the uh, show prep. In a, I have a couple of apps that I use. And as I read things in the week, because, again, my, my day job is practicing law, as I read things, I have to um, uh, mark them in some way. I have a reading app that I use. Things come across my desk. I'll mark them, put them in a stack. I have a, uh, I'll take a screen cap. I have a little, but then I assimilate everything. I print it out and organize it. So I've done everything this week. I was marking things as I traveled and read at night. Did everything but the organization, so I'm kind of organizing today's show on the fly. Uh, we'll get back to a few more topics when we come back. I do have uh, many items I wanted to cover with you, but we'll uh, be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. Stick with us after a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, this is Amy. We are Applewood House of Pancakes. Hi, guys. It's Lacey from Applewood House of Pancakes. What I love best about Applewood is how our staff likes to cater to our customers and make sure that our customers are happy. Service is one of the key points that we look at. As of right now, we do have our pumpkin pancakes back in stock for season, which is great. We do an excellent breakfast bar. Everybody is actually enjoys a breakfast bar when they come in. It includes a little bit of everything on our breakfast menu. Bacon, sausage, scrambled eggs, peach cobbler or bread pudding, biscuits, egg strudel, sausage gravy, 
corned beef hash, a lot of southern favorites on there. It has an omelet station where you can create your own, and it also comes with a table loaded with fresh fruit, yogurt, pastries. And again, my name is Lacey, and we look forward to seeing you stopping in at Applewood. Applewood is located 14361 Ocean Highway at Litchfield Beach. We're directly across from the Hanser House Restaurant. Our hours are 6.30 to 2.30, seven days a week. This is Amy, and I hope you'll come join us at Applewood House of Pancakes and be a part of our family. I don't know about you, but I always feel better in a clean car, and my car always drives better, too. So you need to swing by TurboJet Car Wash. It's lightning fast and super clean. It takes just three minutes, and the vacuums, towels, and cleaning supplies are all free. TurboJet Car Wash, four locations on the Grand Strand. Market Common, Carolina Forest, Myrtle Beach, and now North Myrtle Beach. Ask about the Turbo Pass Unlimited plan. Wash all you want. Hi, this is Brad Odom of Sound Solutions Hearing Care. Join me Saturday morning for the Sound Solutions Radio Show. We'll talk all things hearing. Hearing aids, trends, technology, improvements, costs, brands, you name it. If it has to do with hearing, you'll hear all about it Saturday mornings. The Sound Solutions Radio Show with yours truly, Brad Odom. I hope you'll join me each week right here on Talk 94.5. At Sparks Toyota, they have been happily serving customers since 1982. And your needs, the customer, are priority number one. That's why Sparks created the preferred customer program. Sparks Toyota gives their loyal customers additional incentives, benefits, and exclusive savings. All you have to do to become a preferred customer is buy a new Toyota or a quality used vehicle from Sparks. That's it. Sparks is a full-service dealership, so you can count on them for all of your Toyota service, parts, and sales needs. And remember, the best new cars make the best used cars. Every vehicle passes the Sparks rigorous inside and outside inspection, and every used car comes with a limited powertrain warranty. Sparks certified used cars, seven years, 100,000 miles powertrain warranty. Sparks Toyota on Highway 501, where the dealer is always in. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Mm, a little squeeze to help y'all get going this morning. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. Uh, black coffee in bed. I hope you guys are out of bed. It is now 7.49 on Saturday morning, October 12, 2019. You guys should be out and about stirring by now. <laughs> 70 and 81 today in Myrtle Beach. Oh, wow. What a beautiful day we're going to have. <laughs> yes, we are. No rain in the forecast. Excellent, excellent. But uh, this is the last segment of the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday Morning Coffee. Thank you guys for joining us. And I didn't uh, really plan to spend the whole hour talking about El Salvador and the trip to, uh, the, to help with uh, Vida Nueva in El Salvador. That was the church that we were working with. But it's just such an amazing experience, Glenn. It was really, it's really hard not to talk about it. But yeah. um, I want to give one last uh, clip or one last comment. If folks want to learn more about that particular El Salvador mission, uh, there's a website I can direct y'all to. It's called goodnewsinaction.org, and that will uh, give you some more uh, information on the church down there, Vida Nueva, that's planning, planting uh, churches 
all across Central America and just doing great work. And what a privilege it was to be with him this week and to help with that, uh, help with that effort. But uh, introducing a new segment this morning, uh, Glenn, on Saturday, on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm, this is, uh, you know, we have our community brewer segment, which we uh, occasionally bring in folks who are working on brewing up better community here along the Grand Strand and mm-hmm. elsewhere. Uh, segment uh, titled today, uh, new, new segment titled today, Things That Make You Go Hmm. <laughs> things That Make You Go Hmm. Interestingly enough, I noticed uh, a couple of, I talked about Charlie Kirk earlier in a, a tweet he had, uh, a tweet he'd he had several interesting uh, tweets uh, this week that uh, I noted, clipped, and saved. First, uh, Charlie Kirk tweet made me go, hmm. He asked, did you ever notice that conservatives never riot, burn objects, or attack police officers when liberal presidential candidates speak? Hmm. 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 Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. Another, th- another tweet that will make you go, hmm. In California, if you misgender someone, and that's a, another story in itself, right. if you misgender someone, you can get thrown in jail for up to a year. But if you're an illegal alien, you can get free health care, housing, and education. <laughs> How does that work? Things that make you go, hmm. hmm. But it's uh, interesting to note, uh, speaking of misgender, uh, you know, it is now possible to misgender someone. That's a new uh, usage coming into the language with the current controversy over what it means to be a male, what it means to be a female. So if you can, you can misgender someone by attributing uh, to them, Glenn, uh, the, a gender classification other than what they self-identify as. But what if I just make a mistake? Well, I'm not sure. I think I don't think any criminal intent is required under this statute. <laughs> that doesn't you're make going, any you're sense. going to jail, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mia. No, no mens rea required. <laughs> what if you're on the phone and they they've got a very feminine feminine voice in you? <laughs> Listen, man, in California, you are not safe. There is no safe uh, harbor if you misgender. I, I haven't actually read the statute. Let me say that I'm 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 speaking partly in jest okay but uh, in california if you misgender someone you can now be thrown in jail we'll have to get the details of that i have not actually read the law i was uh, so perplexed by the idea that i didn't read the actual law but we'll actually try to read it another interesting uh, uh lingual linguist question and i'm a i'm a student of uh the language it's um it's uh, an interesting uh topic for me uh, interesting piece that I read was the origin of the phrase "use guy, you guys," and we talked about this, uh, you know, uh, on our trip in the South. And the, the typical is uh, "you, you all," you know, it's uh, singular would be um, "you" or "your," and of course in the South we have "y'all," "y'all," right, and "all y'all," "all y'all," yeah. You, I mean, uh, there's "you" is one, "y'all" <laughs> is two or three, right. Four, five, or six, that's and above, that's all y'all. And so, but if you're wondering where the name uh, you guys uh, came from, it was uh, over the course of a thousand years, the plural you encroaching, encroached on the single territory of thou. Latter finally gave up the struggle and yielded to the singular person you. And speakers and writers no longer could tell whether the instance was singular or plural. Or, or plural. So uh, the, uh, the, the Catholic gentleman and soldier named Guy Fawkes uh, came up with uh, 
the uh, he was in the basement under the House of Lords, uh, and uh, and and he uh, anyway. Long story short, uh, he came up with the idea that that guys uh, began to shift meaning, and it became the the uh, plural uh, of you. And so you guys, we, we contribute that to Guy Fawkes, and, uh, who was wow. a Catholic uh, gentleman and soldier. And the, the, you can read about this more in The Life of Guy. So uh, <laughs> interesting story where the term you guys came from. Another interesting uh, story I'll note on the language. Do you know what the two most overworked words in the language are? Mm-hmm. Weaponized and curated. If you want to get thrown out of my office, come into my office and make a presentation and use either term. Either, either weaponized or curated. Those terms are so overworked, it is, uh, they're off limits. But uh, missed a lot while we were in uh, El Salvador in the news. Uh, we've talked about a few things, uh, the riots that took place and, um, and the uh, continuing saga with the president. And I, I hope uh, that you guys are following alone, along and are interest, uh, keeping up with how the democratic narrative is just continuing to spill out of control. Uh, we've learned that Adam Schiff uh, hid some some of the whistleblower concerns from Republicans on the Intelligence Committee. The whole thing, I think, is coming uh, to be revealed for the uh, essentially the plot that it is. And I want to remind folks, an interesting thought that occurred to me. This is the latest chapter, and we'll talk more about this next week, but the latest chapter in this saga involves a CIA agent, apparently, inside the White House, listening to a communication between the President of the United States and another foreign government. Mm -hmm. Now, that CIA agent, who is supposed to be participating in that discussion as a representative of the foreign intelligence interest of the United States, is now reporting on the contents of that call in a surreptitious fashion to select members of the House of Representatives, like Adam Schiff, selectively disclosing to certain members of the uh, Congress, and that information, who are members of the president's opposition party, and that information is being used in a political witch hunt against the president. Think about that. Yeah. Mm. That is insanity, Glenn. We don't, I mean, think about this. We don't, the whole reason the FISA court exists, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, where, where the whole Mueller inquiry began, Operation Crossfire Hurricane, right. Russia collusion, the whole hoax that was the narrative of Russia collusion began under the auspices of a foreign intelligence investigation. We don't normally allow CIA spooks to operate on U.S. domestic soil because, frankly, they're not accustomed to playing by the rules. They don't like the rules. They basically do what they want to do. And we say, hey, if you're going to do that sort of stuff, go to Russia, go to India, go somewhere else. But here, the Constitution prevents you from doing certain things that you guys like to do. Mm -hmm. So we normally draw a distinction between what happens on the domestic front and what happens overseas. And, and that is why the whole thing with the FISA court is so important. They were misrepresenting. The FISA court is not a, uh, a state versus defendant. There is no defendant. The U.S., the Department of Justice, goes into the FISA court, makes representation to the FISA judge. It all happens in secret. 
They get these warrants, but the reason it's a secret one-party process is because theoretically it is foreign intelligence that's at work. It is assets of the U.S. government being used to spy on foreign intelligence, foreign intelligence agents. And, we, and the Constitution doesn't really care about those people. So we don't care about those people. And so, but they use those assets to create an investigation, not just of an American, but of an American who was running for president. It's insanity. And, and we've got the CIA spook listening to a conversation now between the president and a foreign head of state. And he's reporting on that conversation to the president's political opponents in Congress on a selective, surreptitious basis. It's crazy. Man, you're fired up there, Reese. Insanity. So we spent a lot of time talking today about El Salvador. We're going to get back to the states and the insanity, uh, get back to the U.S. next week. Thank you all for joining us. I'll uh, leave you with this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, all your understanding. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. How's your technology working? Are you missing calls, having email, wireless, or network issues? Is your home or office data truly secure? Hey guys, this is Edie Blenko from Blenko IT. If you're tired of wasting your time or your business's money, let us help. We've been building customers' trust and technology needs for over 30 years. Every customer is different, and we'll provide a custom IT plan to give your business the edge it deserves while maximizing uptime. From phone systems to building your computer network infrastructure, Blenco IT is the one-stop shop for both your business and your residential technology. Blenco offers fast service and proactive problem solving with no geek speak. With offices in Columbia and now in Pauley's Island, Blenco IT has got you covered. This is Edie. Call 843-235-3525 or visit us online at blenco.com. That's spelled B-L-E-N-C-O-W-E.